welcome to episode one of the Disney Park Princess podcast. We are super excited that you have chosen to join us today. And we, by the way, are Sarah, Sharla, and Heather. We are three friends who travel together and we all love Disney. And this is our new venture. We're super excited. We're so glad uh, that you can join us. So just to get started, we're going to introduce ourselves a little bit. So Sharla, why don't you go first? Okay. Hi. Um, I am Sharla. I live in Athens, Georgia, and I have been um, in the travel industry for almost 10 years, I guess about nine years. And my favorite Disney resort is definitely Disney's Aulani Resort in Hawaii. Nice. My favorite, yeah. My favorite way to splurge at Disney. Mm, I love the VIP tour. That's probably my favorite thing. VIP tour um, guide or like a backstage tour? Oh, either. But really the <laughs> VIP tour guide. I think you can see a whole lot more with that. Anybody um, wearing a plaid vest is good with you, right? <laughs> yes, anybody. Um, I've had some really good experiences with both the VIP tour guides and the backstage tours. Fantastic. My favorite, I think, is um, Keys to the Kingdom. That's yes. a really good one. Oh, that's a fun one. Yeah. All right, Heather. So you're up next. Tell us a little bit about yourself. What's your favorite Disney resort and what do you love to splurge on? Well, hi, everyone. I'm Heather, and I live in Burbank, California, which is basically Los Angeles. And I've been in the travel industry for about eight years now. Um, oh, my favorite Disney resort is the Beach Club. I just love it there. I love to be able to walk to Epcot. And my favorite splurge is always going to be the concierge level. There's just something about having somebody make plans for me and that lounge that is fantastic. Love it. All right. So I guess that leaves me. So my name is Sarah. I live in New England. Some of you may recognize my voice from the Disney Every Week podcast. Uh, and if you've joined us from there, thank you so much for joining us here. We really appreciate it. Uh, my favorite Disney resort is also Disney's Beach Club. I love it. I just love it. I love being so close to Epcot and I love the feel of it. It's very homey to me because of course it's styled after sort of a Northeast beach resort. So I might be biased. Uh, and my favorite thing to splurge on at Disney is, oh, shopping. I'm a, sh I'm a bit of a shopaholic when it comes oh. to Disney. Yeah. So I love my Dooney and Burke bags and I love my Alex and Ani jewelry <laughs> and all of that super fun stuff. Um, so that's it. That's a little bit about us. All right, guys, we survived the intro. <laughs> We made it. We did it. We made it. We're official. It's a podcast. We could stop right now and it would be an actual podcast. All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. But I'm bum and we're done. Couldn't have it. Sorry, there's sound effects. All right. So let's talk a little bit about sort of what we're excited about this time of year. So it's the first week of September, right? That everybody is listening to this. And up here in New England, that's like Labor Day comes and it's full on fall. Pumpkins as far as the eye can see. Halloween. So what are you guys most excited for? Um, well, we don't get fall here in, in LA. And I, I'm originally from the Northeast, so I miss the fall. So Halloween at the Disney parks is always fun. But if I'm honest, my favorite thing this time of year is the Food and Wine Festival. I can't wait. Mm-hmm. Charla, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. how about All you? Food. Um, yeah, food and wine. I'm actually going to take a little research trip next week for the opening weekend of food and I'm wine. So and 
And yes, it was very last minute planning for us. And uh, there will be more on that later for sure. But food and wine. And um, I love all the fall decorations that they've got. It's personally a little bit too early, I think, for Halloween. But I don't care. I'm going to go see all the pumpkins yeah. that they have in the Mickey shapes. Yeah. And um, I can't wait to see what they do at the different resorts, too, for yeah. Halloween time. Because I know they ha- they always have something special every yeah. year. So let's talk- I'm really going to need you to try one of the, the doom buggy macarons oh. and report back on that. Because they look okay. amazing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So let's talk about that for a second because you just mentioned that you think it's a little too early for Halloween. The Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party at Walt Disney World started super early this year. Yeah. What do we think about yeah. that? Yeah. I think it's so early. Um, and for me, I haven't even thought about a costume yet. So I can't I can't think about going and uh, dressing up already. Well, um, we should mention, I mean, it's still we fun. should mention, not to interrupt you, Charlotte, but we should mention a little bit more about each of us. I just realized we should probably cover a little bit more about each of us because this plays directly into, we should mention that among the three of us, Charlotte is the DIYer in the group. So when I'm asking her about Halloween, yeah. it's a loaded that. question. <laughs> yes. Um, I make my daughter's Halloween costume every year along with um, Heather's dog's costume every year. <laughs> and um, so I'm, it's still two months that I have to figure out what I'm, what I'm making and how I'm making it. Um, well, you already so know Stopley's costume this year. I do know his costume, but I'm not exactly sure how to, I don't want to give it away, but I don't, I'm not exactly sure how I'm going to do it yet. Um, should be a little bit easier than last year's costume, mm-hmm. which was awesome. Um, but so it has to have two months to do that. So I can't think about getting dressed now up for Halloween, um, making costumes. Plus it's just so hot, um, that most people aren't going to want to dress up in full costume. It's just way too hot down there. So when does the, when do the Halloween parties for California start? Um, I don't know the exact date, but I know that they start mid September. Okay, so it's, it's not mid. I believe it's I believe it's September thirteenth. I looked it up last night. I think it's September thirteenth. Yes, because out here we are celebrating um Pixar all summer. So that doesn't start stop until Labor Day. And then after that they'll start decorating the parks here for Halloween. So we start about a month after the Florida parks. Okay. All right. That seems more reasonable to me, I think, mid September. Um just August. Like, you know, can a girl get a full summer? Before we start, I, and, and look, I love fall. I, I I love sweater weather. I love all you know. I love everything about it. I love the pumpkins. Bring it on! I've already bought Halloween decorations. I haven't put them out yet. Um, but you know, can we at least finish one full season before we get into the next thing? I feel it's a little. It feels. I'm just gonna put it out there. Feels a little bit like Disney is really just trying to make as much money as they can off of that holiday. And I don't know. Mid August seems a little That's crazy. Exactly what it feels like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, moving on to something that we, I think, are probably all fine with starting very early, the Food and Wine Festival. Food and wine. I am 100% okay with that. All the food and wine. All of it. Now, we go, let's see, we've been every year for the past few years, right? All of us. Yes. Mm -hmm. I will not miss it. It is my happiest time. I cannot wait. (laughs) Yeah, they have a they have several festivals at Epcot now, and food and wine just is by far the best. Um, and I don't know, 
I don't know if it's a nostalgia thing or just that they just have better options. I think maybe both. Um, but food and wine, I'm okay with it going mm -hmm. year round, <laughs> but it's, it's definitely starting very early this year. Um, and it's running, it's running about the same time end time. Um, we're just in time for the Christmas festivals, but I, I cannot get enough of food and wine. I would be there all yeah. day, every day. If there I is could. actually a little overlap this year between the Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party and the Food and Wine Festival ending. So mm -hmm. Christmas Party starts before Food and Wine ends. So, And I think that's a lot has to do with um, the fact that they're getting all of the food and wine uh, or the wine and dine race mm -hmm. racers, runners trying to go to the party as well as um, all of the mm -hmm. food and wine mm -hmm. festival I things. Agree. I agree. All right. So let's talk a little bit about some other sort of Disney tidbits, little news, little things that we learned this week. Um, who was it that found the Time Magazine World's Greatest Places? I don't remember which one of you had seen that, but. I, I did. Um, I saw that on Twitter first. Um, and Walt Disney World retweeted the Avatar Twitter page. Um, but yeah, Time Magazine named Pandora one of the most 100 fascinating places in the world this year. That's amazing considering it's only been so open for an a year now, basically. Mm -hmm. And it's so tiny too that to call it one of the most interesting places, I think that's just super impressive. I, I will say per square inch, I think they packed as much theming as I've ever seen Disney pack into any small area <laughs> because I, I think if you haven't been, you yes. don't realize Pandora's pretty small. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's tiny, yeah. very tiny. It's two rides. Um, so for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, Pandora world of avatar is the new land over at Disney's animal kingdom. Um, new it's been open for uh, about a year and four months or so. Um, and so it's relatively new in the scheme of things. But of course, since then, Hollywood Studios has added Toy Story Land. So it's not the newest land anymore. It doesn't have that new land smell. Um, but it is, a, you know, it's from the movie Avatar, which <laughs> Avatar came out a long time ago. I think a, a fair amount of people are still a little confused as to the connection and how, how did... Was that a Disney movie? No, it wasn't a Disney movie. Yeah, so there's still a little confusion going on about that, I think, for people. Um, so there are two rides. There is the quote-unquote e-ticket ride, which is Flights of Passage. And then there is the family-friendly ride, which is Navi River Journey. And then there's a little shop and a couple of quick service restaurants. And that's it. That's the whole place. <laughs> so the, yeah, yeah. the end. <laughs> um, so it's really interesting that something that has that small of a footprint could have that big of an impact sort of on pop culture consciousness that Time Magazine is naming it one of the, you know, 100 most interesting places to see. There's so many, I mean, I can understand it just because there's so many plants. It's so beautiful and all the things that they imagined for that area really is beautiful and unique. Um, I think as far as I know, this is the first time that they've named something in a theme park though, as one of the most beautiful places in the world. It, it is fascinating to me. I can't think of any other theme park that would qualify for that. I mean, although I no. am a big fan, huge fan of the wizarding world of Harry Potter. <laughs> I, I don't know if it's quite yeah, at it's the, there's some, I, I, you know, it's funny. There's almost something about the fact that Pandora is so small that you almost appreciate the theming a little more because it is so compact. 
you know, it's, they really had to pack it in. They had to pack, you know, they had to make sure that every flower, every rock, every, you know, piece of moss, every light fixture, every, everything was just so perfect. And they, I have to say, they really did. Yeah. And Disney is fantastic with that, of course. Um, and all of, I feel like all of Animal Kingdom mm-hmm. is very purposeful. Mm-hmm. Like Heather, that. what were you going to say? I was going to say, I like that they've somehow managed to make you get lost in this very tiny little land. Like no matter how many times I go, I turn down a pathway thinking I'm walking towards one direction, but I'm not really getting where I want to go. It's just everything kind of turns in on itself and it's very neat. So my favorite thing about Pandora, and you just touched on it, Heather, is there's really no signs. There's very little signage in Pandora to sort of direct you where to go because the Imagineers Mm -hmm. really wanted guests to explore and to sort of find things on their own. And so there are lots of little twisty turny paths and lots of different ways that you can get to sort of where you're going. Um, and that's just sort of the fun of it, right? Now, I will say that when, you know, you are trying to get somewhere in a hurry because you have a fast pass or a hungry kid or you're trying to find a restroom or whatever, the lack of signage can be a little bit frustrating. But I like the overall concept for it. All right, so let's move on. Sharla, you and I have a trip coming up. Yes, we do. Uh, I'm so jealous. We are. And uh, another thing about Halloween being early, um, it is a Halloween on the high seas cruise in September. Mm -hmm. Um, But Sarah and I are going on the Disney Magic up to Canada. We're leaving out of New York in September, and we are going up to Canada, Quebec City. It's a really cool itinerary. With, with Halloween, so I guess I will have to get busy for a, in a month and make a Halloween costume for us. Oh, are, we, are, we, are we dressing up? Oh, of course up? we're dressing we up. Didn't, we didn't really have that conversation. Of course you're dressing up. Come on. But, yes, yeah, so we are, we are going on that, um, and we're s- still in the planning phases of what we are going to do as far as I- our excursions. However, we do have dinner at Palo already booked my favorite. I'm very excited about that. My favorite. I'm super (laughs) excited. Um, All right. So that's all the Disney stuff. Let's talk, let's talk a little bit more about ourselves because it's our favorite topic. (laughs) Let's talk about our recent trip because the three of us took a recent trip this spring and it was the best trip. Hopefully not a once in a lifetime thing, but it was amazing and it felt kind of once in a lifetime, but I, I don't think it will be. Um, Heather, why don't you Oh you no, I'm, I'm moving so there. Tell, I'm so I'm moving. Tell tell everybody where we went. <laughs> okay, this was my dream vacation forever, and the three of us all went to Paris, and it was so much fun. It was the best time, and it lived up to every expectation oh, I, I had in my head. Paris is. Oh, I'm ready to move yeah. back. That so we all. went to Paris. We were there for let's see, we were in Paris for. Four nights, right? Mm-hmm. And then we went over to Disneyland Paris for four nights because, of course, we had to. Um, you yeah, have Paris, to. You have yes. to. Um, but so, he, I, I mean, I felt, and I think we had this conversation while we were over there. So we did four and four. I really felt like we overstayed the Disneyland Paris thing. What do you guys think? I think we could have definitely done 
another day, maybe two in Paris and Mm -hmm. done only three days at Disneyland Paris. It's just, it's very tiny. Um, and it, it doesn't need that much time. It didn't need four or five. And we went when it was not crowded, which helped as far as getting everything ridden at least one time, we wrote everything that we wanted to, and and then some. We definitely had plenty of time. Although we do have to go park. back because Phantom Manor. However, yes. Phantom Manor was so, closed. So we have to go back. Yeah. So we have and to go, go back. back um, crushes <laughs> the Crush Coaster. Crush's Coaster. Yeah. That was, that was closed coaster. as well. So, oh, well, yeah. I guess we better plan another trip. All right. I mean, I bet we can fly from Quebec to Paris, probably cheaper than we flew from New York to Paris. So probably (laughs) meet you in Paris. Um, All right. So of that trip, let's talk about Disneyland Paris. Heather, what was your favorite attraction at Disneyland Paris? Oh my gosh. How am I? Oh, it's gotta be it. There were so many good ones. Um, I have a tie. It's going to be between Space Mountain mm. or Ratatouille, mm-hmm. which is going to be coming to Florida in a few years. They were both fantastic. So Space Mountain, for those of you that don't know, um, in Disneyland Paris, shoots you outside of the attraction before you go inside in the dark. And it's also upside down, which is different for a Space Mountain. And it's a lot of fun. It was really, really cool. It's got that Star Wars um, overlay, which is really neat too. It does. So here's the thing about the Star Wars that's interesting to me is so obviously I'm located close to Disneyland, which is where the hyperspace mountain mm-hmm. Star Wars overlay originated. Um, and so to see it out in Paris was exciting. I don't think that it fit with the Paris ride. You couldn't really see the projections or hear the music or see what was going on. So I think Hyperspace Mountain is actually better in California than controversial opinion. Okay. All right. right. Charlotte, how about you? What was your favorite attraction? (laughs) Oh, um, well, the, the dun- uh, the dragon in the dungeon it. is is yeah. my favorite. Um, I I am of the opinion that she rules the park and you have to go see her multiple times mm-hmm. a day. And I and I also think she's a female. I that's my own projection on that. So, um, but the um, I had I have to see that the dragon yes. is oh, the she's dragon fabulous. Is a Disney, a Disney um, princess, one hundred percent. Yes. Um, but my favorite, probably my favorite ride was Ratatouille. Um, that was just so different and, um, I cannot wait for it to come to Epcot. I cannot wait. Cause it's just such a great, such a great ride. Interesting. All right. I don't know what I, you, I, this is weird, but for some reason I really loved Pirates of the Caribbean over there. Yeah, that's they great. Have, they have such oh, a great yeah. version of it over there. It I have fantastic. to say, and I've ridden. Disneyland, I've ridden Disney World, and now this is my third Pirates of the Caribbean. I really, I think I might like it the best of all three. Yeah. It was, one good thing about that version of Pirates is it's in between the two uh, domestic parks mm-hmm. in length. So whereas the one in Disneyland is like 17 minutes long and the one in Florida is like nine minutes long, this one was mm-hmm. 13 or 14 minutes long. And it had the best of yes. both Yep, of that's what, it had everything sure. that I love about each of those two combined in one ride, which I thought was fantastic. So I, that mm-hmm. might have to be my favorite. Now, I was stupid excited about Phantom Manor, so I'm still a little salty. 
we didn't. So we'll go back. Just gonna have to go back. And I'm fairly certain that once that happens, that's probably gonna be my favorite. I also did really like Ratatouille as well, and I'm. I think it's gonna fit beautifully in the France Pavilion at Epcot. Um, which I think when is that coming? 2020, 2021. Yeah, I think so. 2020, yeah. I think that's gonna be super exciting. Uh, all right. So what's next? What do we want to talk about next? Well, since we went over to Epcot, let's talk about. Uh, some of the stuff that's coming to Disney World uh, in the you know coming months, coming years. Um, I, 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 we would probably be remiss if we didn't talk at least a little bit about Star Wars Land. Yes. All right. So Star Wars Land is opening. Heather, it's opening for you first out in California, right? <laughs> I can't tell if there's sarcasm there or not. I think there might be. <laughs> <laughs> I am not a Star Wars fan, guys. I know that's very controversial. So, I mean, I'm excited for Galaxy's Edge. I think it's going to be really cool. Um, but I'm not one of those people mm-hmm. that's going to freak out and need to be there on opening day. I, I will mm-hmm. give it a couple months and let, yeah. let the crowds die down. But um, I'm, I'm very interested to see how they do because, um, well, yep. Sarah, you and I were at the D23 Expo last year, and we got to see that model. Yeah. The model looks I think so, too. So cool. for you, it's opening, really it looks neat. like t- tentatively scheduled for late May, early June of 2019. Um, interestingly, for Walt Disney World, not mm-hmm. opening until now predicted late fall of 2019. So big difference between the two. Which, yeah, I'm imagining like that's December. sort of maybe they might they might squeak it out in time for Thanksgiving. Would be my prediction, but could be December. I don't know. Is, that, is is it still technically fall? Yeah, I wonder. I wonder what 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 the setback was. Yeah, that's what's so in interesting Florida because that the, they had to. Push from what it. we understand, they are identical. Um, there are no differences in attraction layout, character. Like there mm-hmm. is no difference between Galaxy's Edge in Disneyland and Galaxy's Edge in Walt Disney World. They are carbon copies. At least that's what we were told. I wonder if maybe that's changing. I don't know. And it could, or it could be just something as simple as permits from Orange County and Florida um, or the contracts or something with the building of it. If, if they are in fact Mm -hmm. going to be identical. All right. Well, they, the one out here, they are building super fast. Every time I go down there, it's like you, you see more. In fact, I'm actually heading down this afternoon when we're done recording. Um, and I was just there a few weeks ago and you can see mountain ranges and the show buildings. I, it's looking very, very good. Yeah. And it's starting to get a lot of character. That's exciting. Okay. So Charlie, you just said so the word permit, it, which rang a little bell in the back of my brain. One thing I want to talk about with you guys, mm-hmm. let's talk about the hotel that was originally planned for Disney Springs in Disneyland and now has been put on hold indefinitely. Hold indefinitely, they said. Mm-hmm. Right? That was shocking. <laughs> Completely shocking because they've already shut down all of those restaurants yeah, so Earl and of Sandwich, all of those businesses gone. at the end of Great downtown Disney. Um, that's so sad. I need you to understand how heartbroken oh, 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 I am about know, that, by the way, we because you when you I saw the Earl sandwich in Disneyland Paris so and lost your mind. <laughs> Which, how many times did we eat there? <laughs> like two or three? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Three. Yeah. Like three. 
That's right. We're, We're just going to eat Earl of Sandwich. We don't need to yeah. eat real food. Um, Let's just go to Earl of so Sandwich. So the story, as far as I understand it, and Heather, you may have more of an understanding of this being sort of it being local news for you, is that this is basically an, a dispute that Disney is having with the Orange County sort of government over tax breaks that had been promised and are now being withdrawn. And, um, you know, and so rather than sort of play ball, Disney basically packed up its toys and went home. Does that sound about right? That is my understanding of it. Um, basically, that you're not going to let us do what we want to do and give us our permits mm-hmm. and our tax breaks. So we're just not going to build this hotel now. Um, which, uh, who knows if they will start that plan back up or not. Um, but, I mean, they've shut down the businesses. They've taken the parking lot that used to be there, and they've already started building the new parking structure that was supposed to be yeah. for the hotel. And this, and had, now this had to be pretty serious for Disney to sort of do this because Disney's desperate for hotel rooms with Star Wars Land opening. There's more demand than ever. Um, there's more demand on the inventory of the hotel rooms, and mm-hmm. Disney in both locations kind of desperately needs more rooms. So, you know, this had to be – you know, pretty serious issue for them to just be like, nope, all done, not doing it. And an empty lot, an empty right. lot does not bring in revenue. So they, and that's what they're all about is bringing in that revenue. So they need to get that hotel yeah. going. Uh, that's right. Yeah. Maybe just open that work. I need an original eight. Yeah or whatever it's called yes <laughs> all right so i think that wraps up sort of our little <laughs> mishmash of an episode that this was this is just our first episode we wanted you to have a chance to sort of get to know us get to know a little bit about our personalities get to know a little bit about the things that we're going to be talking about going forward our episodes um may get more specific you know so we might do you know an episode a whole episode on the food and wine oh, who are we kidding we'll probably do multiple episodes on the food and wine yeah Oh, are we kidding? Um, We're so doing multiple in depth. episodes. Um, if you have suggestions for us, things that you'd like to hear us talk about, you can email us at info at DisneyParkPrincess.com. You can visit our website at DisneyParkPrincess.com. Uh, and of course, you can check out this podcast on our website and on iTunes. So thank you so much for listening. Thanks, Heather. Thanks, Sharla. Thank you. We'll see you guys next time. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Talk to you next week.